Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NBA. Right driving. Floater. No good. Giannis has the triple-double. There it is. The 20th of his career. Into the front court. George on the right wing. Step back. Right wing three at the horn. Oh, he got it. Paul George is an assassin from deep. How do you sum up this team performance with all of the drama and chaos surrounding this team? I don't think there's any drama or chaos. I think the game is, uh, you know, just the game simply is enough for us. And guys is coming out there enjoying playing every day, no matter what the circumstance is. And there's a lot going on throughout the season, throughout the, in this world right now. But, you know, this basketball is one thing that everybody in this locker room enjoys to do. Me personally, I don't feel betrayed at all. Um, my interest in playing with John Wall, to be brutally honest, the disrespect started way before, you know, any interview. Just the approach to the training camp, showing up the way he did, the, uh, the antics off the court. I mean, the disrespect started way before. This is the nasty part of the business. So um, it is what it is. There's reaction to the Nets hopping into that four-team deal and getting James Harden from the Rockets, Pacers, and Cavs also involved. <laughs> Kevin Durant. And there's no distractions. I'm the only guy on the team who didn't get traded, basically. Not true, obviously, but you get the idea. They unloaded a big part of their club. But it had to happen, PK. James Harden, as uh, Cousins said, had made it really clear over a long period of time he didn't want to be there. He was going to keep making it clear, and his trade value was only going to fall. So Houston made the best deal they could and ended up with a lot of draft picks. And Dante Exum. I thought it was a decent, and, and Victor Oladipo, because yep. they traded, they flipped him with the Levert thing. So Wall and Oladipo, you know, that's not a bad backcourt. I, I thought that they got uh, some opportunity to get better anyway. Just because you get draft picks doesn't mean that you're actually going to get better. Obviously, you have to cash them in. But it was clear, I said yesterday, that if I'm Houston, I tell Harden, don't ever show up again. And they had already t- they said that to him, and then they go ahead and make that trade. Uh, Durant, uh, you know, I get it. You're trying to downplay it. If this isn't drama and soap opera-ish, I hate to see what is. Uh, Especially with Kyrie Irving over here. When's he going to be back with the team? At this point, who really cares? <laughs> I'm serious. If I'm nope. if I'm the Nets, win with Durant and Harden. Yeah, I mean, I assume now Harden is going to do what he does and what he has done, and go back to being a ball player and not being caught up. You got your wish, right? And this is really the first time in his uh, NBA career that he's done this. Well, I'll allow it to a degree once because it already happened, but now you can't go in and be a diva again because then you're a diva. It's not the situation. It's you. So Harden, I think, is going to come in ready to play ball. He's got to get in better shape and all that stuff. Uh, But Irving, you know, he has a long-standing history of drama. So do I really need him? If I'm the Nets... You know, how many guys of that caliber do can you get and have them still be at that caliber? You know, the big thing yesterday I saw out there was who's going to be the Chris Bosh, yep. you know, because we yep. know that that's what Miami did. Well, I can get a Chris Bosh. So if it's Irving, different player, different position, but the same type of uh, idea 
it's easier to get a third fiddle than it is to get a first or a second. And, you know, maybe they already have that. So do they really want him back? Which would be interesting because he's used to being wanted. And we'll see what his tune is all of a sudden if he's not wanted. Like, stay away. Fine. Who cares? Can they find a taker? Because they're getting hit with the luxury tax here. How are they going to add a third guy? Well, the best way to add a third guy would be to move Kyrie Irving. But can they find a taker? Because he's got a long history and a drama. And who in the league is going to want to take a chance with that? I don't know. That will be the next chapter. And then the other teams, uh, Cleveland gets Jared Allen. He's 22 years old. See how good he is. And you got a young core maybe. Like the guards, and they're young too. And Karis LeVert goes to Indiana, and he's under contract. So Oladipo was coming up on free agency. LeVert signed for two more years, so they don't have to worry about that. So I actually like that deal for Indiana. Yeah, you're not alone. There's a lot of people who do. I thought the reaction... Across the board, reading up on that was the the Pacers. Uh, Pacers did well for themselves. I mean, they're already a decent team. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the scores yesterday, Durant had 26 points as the Nets beat the Knicks, and then you heard that interview there after that 116-109 win. The Lakers win again, seven and zero in road games this year. They beat the Thunder 128 to 99. If there was ever a year to have your best season ever on the road, you would think this would be it. And they are crushing people. Still only have three losses, first place in the West. I bet you they go 41-0 on the road. Yeah, they're not going to play 41 road games. So yes, yeah. they are. They're going to redo the schedule in the second half. You don't know that. Okay. Well, they're playing 72 <laughs> games, so I think they're going to get 36 at home and 36 Not if they request it. That's my point. <laughs> they request it. Please don't make us go home. Clippers won 2, 111-106. Kawhi Leonard had 28 points. Nine assists in the win over the Pelicans as the Clippers try to hold on to second in the West, hold off the, the Jazz, hold off the Suns. A couple other teams right behind him. But. Yeah, I was disappointed about that last night. I wanted to see my man Zion, and then he had to be out for the protocol because I was in the ESPN game. I still watched it, but I wanted to see Zion play, and he wasn't available. Clippers are 8-4. and four. They're a half game up on the Jazz, the Suns, and the Blazers. The Blazers beat the Kings 132-126. Damian Lillard went for 40, and he had 13 assists. So the Blazers, Suns, and Jazz, all 7-4, tied for third in the West. Mavericks beat the Hornets. Luka Doncic missed a triple-double by one assist. I'm going to say that a lot over the course of his career, aren't I? He's just always going to have these kind of numbers. 34 points, 13 rebounds, 9 assists. Nobody's surprised. I think the story there is Porzingis returned. Yep. Get him back, get him up to speed, and then see what Dallas can do. They are 6-4 and four right now, just a half game behind the Jazz Blazers and Suns. So, not a bad start for them. And now if they get Porzingis, can they really turn it on and, and do even better? DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Of course, my guys are fully aware of how physical, uh, how fundamentally sound uh, these St. Mary's teams are. And they'll know more once they've been through it once. But, you know, these games always turn into just a physical slugfest. Like it's, you know, I think St. Mary's is clearly the most physical team in our league, or at least they have been traditionally. And I expect them to be this, this season also. And it just turns into a like a grinded out game. That is Mark Pope talking about St. Mary's. Big night of college basketball. A lot of games on the schedule. 
BYU and St. Mary's will be the last one. They play at 9 o'clock tonight on ESPN2. Both teams are 9-3 and on the season. Both teams are 0-1 in the West Coast Conference. BYU obviously losing to Gonzaga, so that was pretty predictable. But St. Mary's fell to Santa Clara. Did that uh, raise an eyebrow, PK, when they lost that game, 66-64? I don't know enough about St. Mary's yet. Uh, because it's it, they, they they normally don't play a tough non-conference in this year, you know the non-conference. Uh, who knows what games were canceled and had to be put together? I'm not following uh, every single buddy, every team's schedule, so I know they lost a fair amount off of last year's team. Ford was their was their go-to guy. Hit the big shot to beat BYU. I was down there in Vegas to see that, so I, I haven't been able to gauge St. Mary's just yet to be able to say, oh well, well man, them they're they really suck. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure is what I'm saying. So we'll know a lot more tonight because BYU should provide them with a very good test. St. Mary's three losses. Uh, they lost the Santa Clara game. They lost to San Diego State, 74-49. And they lost their opener to Memphis, 73-56. So they don't have any hideous-looking losses in there. Uh, but They've as far as in the juggernauts of Texas Southern and UTEP, yeah, yeah. I mean they they normally play a soft schedule. I mean, and I I don't. You say they don't have any hideous losses. I have no idea. On San, Santa Clara might be a hideous loss. How do you know it isn't? San Diego State uh, got them, and San Jose State they blew out by thirty five. Well, that's basically what Utah State did to them. So whatever you can read into that, uh, you know, San Jose is no good. But a game they play because those schools are only a few miles apart, I guess. Also today. The Utes are taking on Stanford. That is the first game on the schedule. 3 o'clock, ESPN 2. Stanford's 8-3. They're 4-1 in the conference. The Utes are 4-5. They're 1-4 in the conference and have lost back-to-back home games in four in a row. So can they snap it this afternoon? Snap that streak. I like the matinees. I know, right? They don't have to worry about can fans make it so they can spread more games out and get them on TV and get every dollar out of ESPN possible and ESPN two gets earlier games. They don't sure, really that's have five o'clock back east. So right. uh, that that's a for me in the winter. Not like I'm coming off eighteen on uh, <laughs> on January fourteenth in in the along the Wasatch Front. So uh, they, I'm looking forward with the Jazz not playing. I'm looking forward to some good college basketball. Utah State with showdown San Diego State. You can tell us about that. Seven o'clock CBS Sports Network. Aggies are 6-0. and uh, San Diego State, this uh, this will be interesting because they have now lost a conference game this year. They yeah. blew a big lead to Colorado State, but they're still, you know, they've been the team. They've been the big dog. They had their best team last year and didn't get to go to the tournament. They would have been a one or two seed. I don't know how, how much they would have been punished for losing to Utah State in the conference tournament. Very little. Yeah, and that's why they might have stayed as a one seed. Yeah. I think they were in line to be the fourth number one. So if one team had passed them, they would have been a two. But the point is they were really loaded, and I don't think they shoot it as well as they did. Uh, they're still athletic. They still force turnovers. They still rebound like crazy. They're 9-2. and two. And well, it's, it's really conference. not about San Diego State. It's how good is Utah State because you know you've beaten up on cream puffs. Mm-hmm. And so to your advantage and to your credit, you've done that. So that puts you at 6-0. and zero. San Diego State is a tried and true team in this conference. And then you got Boise State, which is like 12-0. and 0. Uh, What are they, 8-0? 12-1 and 0 overall, 8-0 in the conference. That's what I meant, yeah. yeah they've won and they just straight. destroyed uh, Boise. I was watching some of that game. At halftime, they, were, they had over 50 points, and they were up 20-plus. And Wyoming's not bad, 
so, and we know Boise came down here and jumped out of that big lead against the Cougars and beat them. So the other coach, Rose, uh, over there at Boise, he may have something going on. So got a little development at the top of the Mountain West that I'd like to follow going yeah. forward. The four teams that seem to be separating here in the Mountain West, Boise State's 8-0 and Utah State's 6-0. And then Colorado State's 5-1, and one, and San Diego State is 3-1. and one. So, see how it shakes out for uh, those four teams and two of the big four playing. And the Mountain West is going home and home, so they'll play tonight at 7 on the CBS Sports Network. And then they'll play Saturday afternoon. they got a matinee there, and that game's on CBS and KUTV2. So, for you cord cutters. What time's that? Uh, I'd have to check. Is it 11? Yes, it's an 11, 11 a.m. game. Yeah. 11 a.m., so it's yeah. early. So there you go. There's a uh, a big day of college basketball. Scott Gerard will have the coverage on the radio here. The pregame starts at 6.30 on the zone, and the tip-off is at 7. Is Dickie V calling any of these games? Uh, on CBS, I would think no. But ESPN? Uh, I don't know. You said ESPN 2? I mean, ES- he does the, the, big, Utes, or does the uh, West Coast. The Utes and the Cougars are both on ESPN 2, so maybe he ends up on one Dickie of Dickie V has a great nickname, Dickie V. And I was thinking about this. You got Dick Vitale, and then you got Dick Van Dyke. Well, Dickie V and Dickie VD, it doesn't go nearly as well. Uh, Southern Utah has a nine-game win streak. The Thunderbirds are 9-1, and one, and they are facing Eastern Washington. They're on the road tonight at 7 o'clock. Dixie State lost to New Mexico. They got the Lobos into St. George. Dixie State had gone two weeks without playing a game. Uh, they lost 72-63. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. It's playoff football. You know, it's only getting tougher from here. And we, we've got a great opponent coming into Buffalo. Chance to, again, play in front of our fans. First goal is to win this one. And if we don't, we're going home. And, you know, I think everybody in this locker room is completely focused on the task at hand right now. Josh Allen. Quarterback Buffalo Bills talking about the big playoff game this weekend. Divisional playoffs. We're not going to get our triple header, PK. That was kind of fun. It was kind of college-ish to have that many games all day long. I'm not used to it, but it was fun. But now, now you got to focus. The Ravens and Bills are the Saturday night game on NBC. And the other AFC game, Browns and Chiefs, Sunday afternoon on CBS. We will talk NFL playoffs with Jerry Brewer, Washington Post sports columnist, covers the NBA and the NFL, and he will join us coming up at 9 o'clock. We'll get more on those games. And then uh, ESPN reporting uh, Urban Myers in advance talks with the Jaguars, which I think will have an effect on the Utes. You think there's a pretty good chance that he'll uh, come in and swipe somebody? Morgan Scali being the first name out there? I think the only name, but yeah. Unless Kyle wants to go be his D coordinator. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Denver Broncos have hired longtime Vikings front office executive George Payton as their new GM. He has a six-year contract working football ops. Uh, He'll work with football ops president John Elway, but Elway indicating he's taking a step back. It's been five long years, and it's not going well. Well, it's been five bad years. Elway's been doing it longer than that, but before that it went well. But now looking for some fresh blood and... A new set of eyes on this. I have no idea about anything of General George Payton. General George Payton. Listen up. I just know it's spelled almost like Patton. Almost. And there were pictures of him in a one, one T short of a perfect match. Aren't we all one T short? 
If you haven't seen that movie, you got to see it. It's Do you have low T, DJ? Excuse me? <laughs> I've got a few sponsors that can help you out with that. <laughs> I just heard one of them, didn't I? If you're missing a T. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Nick Saban gets the Paul Bear Bryant Coach of the Year Award for 2020. That's what happens when you go undefeated and win the national title. Uh, He also won the award as head coach at LSU back in 2003. Former Houston Texans and Penn State head coach Bill O'Brien will become the next offensive coordinator for Alabama and Nick Saban. O'Brien will be the seventh offensive coordinator that Saban has had in 11 years. You go in there, you shine... You get a big-time job, and Saban goes and gets a new offensive coordinator. It's funny how when we talk about how turnover can really hurt other programs, it doesn't seem to hurt this program. No, it really doesn't, does it? I think it goes to a lot of what Kyle has said. It's not about the plays, it's the players. Texas will hire Alabama assistant and former Rutgers head coach Kyle Flood to become offensive coordinator and own line coach under Steve Sarkeesian. Flood has worked with Sark with the Atlanta Falcons and at Alabama as his O-line coach. Sark says he'll be calling the plays for the Longhorns as well. Well, in his opening press conference, he made that abundantly clear. And he said that he made a mistake when he was at SC that uh, one year when he got there, he let somebody else call the plays and he said he regretted it. And he had other issues that led to his dismissal, obviously, that were uh, very much serious off-the-field stuff. We know all about that, and, and uh, good, good on him getting that stuff taken care of. But he learned from that, and he said that, I'm definitely calling the plays here. They hired me because of my success calling the plays in Alabama, with Alabama, so certainly I should come here. This is one of my, speaking what he was saying, it's literally a quote, this is one of my best traits, I'm not giving it up. So that offensive coordinator job is a you know the, the flood will have some input on probably significant input obviously but I think it's going to be Sarkeesian because he's saying himself he learned from that when he was at SC so he's going to continue doing that and it's probably the right thing. They play nine conference games there. They got three non-conference games. So his big non-conference game next year, early in the year, kind of get a measure on how he's doing will be Arkansas. After that. Uh, they got a home and home with Bama, and they follow that up with uh, Michigan and Ohio State the next four years. So, interesting to see how Sark does taking over Texas, big time program, big time schedule, highest level, all that stuff. We'll see how that shakes out. All right, DJ and PK, that is what is trending with the Urban Meyer Jacksonville final negotiations being the freshest of all that news. Right on the cutting edge. It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Craig Bullerjack, TV voice of the jazz, will join us at 8.30. Jerry Brewer, Washington Post sports columnist at 9 o'clock, right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.